podcast went live. Damn right it is. We gotta get you on on uh, sleepless Fridays. Sleepless. That's gonna have to be a thing. Mm. Are we are we done with Seal? Alexa, pause. But we'll come back to you, Seal. Never in doubt. Welcome to the BDE podcast. Bienvenidos. We Mar- actually. Español, perfect. You know, I was actually thinking about that earlier. We, t- you know, we had talked about our special message that we were going to give to our um, Spanish listeners, Mike. And if you go ahead and uh, deliver that now. Um, espero que les guste, pero quiero avisarles que la próxima hora y media va a ser muy peligrosa. Para la salud, entonces les recomiendo que se vayan ahorita. Exactly. And I've always said that as yep. well. What's up, bench specialist? Um, well, are you a bench specialist, Mike? I don't think he's talking to me. Am I a bench specialist? I don't think that's, so. Well, that's what your state record is. I actually so, I got a couple, actually. Oh, what's well, the one that I know of? Uh, I still hold the junior... Deadlift record. I'm oh, ju- who cares about Junior? <laughs> Junior's not real. Nobody competes in Junior. I'm talking about Open. I'm talking to the bear and the slut. Order better watch his mouth. I don't even know which one is which at this point. I don't know either, but we'll come down there to South Alabama and beat that ass. Roll up on you. When you see the... the uh, What's the kind of car you have? The Fiat. When you see the Fiat coming, you better run. It's Best like know that Draco is not far behind. It's like Boys in the Hood, the last scene <laughs> where you know where they shoot the guy. Yeah, that's what it's like, bitch. I'm coming to you guys. Remember? I don't remember. I don't remember. That's okay. It's been a long week. Most of our interactions have come with I am not at my peak, so I'll I'll, I'll have to be forgiven for that. What a week. What, what a week. week. Yes. It's, you know, the weeks go by faster and faster, it seems They do. Like. They do. I think about that every time I have to take the trash up to the up my very steep hill. Uh, that I'm like, I feel like I did this three days ago. I'm pulling up at the gym to the fight. fight. You get, no, you're not. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Well, one of us has semi-professional fighting experience. One of us will just pick up a chair and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> we'll come in, we'll come out with with chains swinging. Yeah, you. That's not something you want. South side or west side. I, I assure you that it will not be a. I will not fight fairly. Yeah. In fact, there will. It just won't happen. I won't even throw a punch. I'm gonna have some sort of. I'm gonna brandish some sort of weapon. I love that word, brandish. Yeah. Brandish. Come on, there were some fucking chains, I'll, double yeah. chaining. I'll let you, I'll let you, uh, your period eating mouth. That's super weird. Um, I'll, I'll let you distract him and then I'll go behind him and, and get on, I'll get behind his legs crouched and you can push him over. Water, you're more than welcome at any time to come roll up on us. Um, we train at the Rack Athletic Performance Center in Brookhaven. And we're there between 4 and 7 p.m. So you're more than welcome to come get your ass beat between 4 and 7 p.m. Yes, especially on the weekends at that time when we will definitely be there. Especially on the weekends. Between 4 and 7. And if you come on the weekends between 4 and 7, 
We'll we'll just we'll use old old uh, what's the old boxing rules called? Canterbury. Yeah. Oxford and Canterbury. Put up your dukes. Anyway, um, and that will be the last that we will acknowledge order for the rest of the podcast. Congratulations, oh, order. At least four guys who squat four. Oh no! <laughs> Shit! Four forty. Oh my god, bro! Four forty. I'm very. I know 130 pound girls that can squat four thirty. So, what are you planning to do? Are you bringing them? Can to, we just do that? Actually, you bring a bunch of girls that can out squat. You know, he's probably bringing four guys that squat four forty, so I can teach him how to squat. That's a good idea. I don't blame you. You could make a YouTube video out of that. That's just compelling content. I don't care who you are. If you don't squat five hundred, you're not even a man. Three fight Sean, two fight Mike. I'm pretty sure you have spelt my Sorry. name at least two different ways now. That's All right. true. We're gonna make a commitment not to acknowledge him anymore. Cool. I can okay. take two. I'll just do that Zangief thing where he sticks his arms out and he spins in a circle. Like the. I'm more. I don't forget what that's called. I'm but more. I'll do that. I think that works in real life. Coming like the Juggernaut. Yeah. With chains. Or throw barbells like javelins. I always wanted to. That do sounds that like to a somebody. great way to to really fuck somebody up. Yeah. Could you imagine starting with your rotator cuff? Not the right arm. Oh, okay. Could you imagine getting hit with a 45-pound barbell from five yards away? From any distance. You would surely there. die. Yeah. Um, Alex, Alex, Alex. Alexi. Maybe it is Alex. What if it's Alexa, Lex, Alexa, Alex. Alexa, Lex, Alex. What if it is that? Are we pronouncing that right? Or Alexales Alex, 06. I made it! Yeah, the gill! We've been waiting on the gill. That's why we really haven't started yet. I know. Oh, that's true. I have said her name a few times. Um, tonight's podcast is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. And DeKalb Feed Corn. And DeKalb feed corn and by Yeti for making these awesome cups yes because if it ain't double walled then you're just not trying hard enough I love a good double wall yeah you know it's, it's good security don't hit it raw hit it with a double wall yeah you know I, I bet and I'm gonna break the rule but orders mom you probably have to hit that with a double wall that's what I heard. It's true. Um, Although I have been given and to his grandma <laughs> and his grandma. Are you old, old enough to date his grandma? Young enough to? I forget how the line goes. <clears throat> two old, chains. Two chains would have something to say about that. Old enough to fuck your grandma. Young enough to fuck your sister if she's <laughs> at least eighteen years old. That's true. Um, I might be Order's father. We don't know. Probably not, though. My son wouldn't be like Order, I can assure you. Slap it out of him. I'm all for some child abuse if it's needed. Um, you heard it here first. 
You know, were you ever spanked growing up? All the time. Really? All the time. My, it wasn't just with a hand. It was with a lot of things. My grandma, she was not much... First of all, we really didn't need... You know, we nothing really warranted that. But uh, the few times that it did, she would, you know, get the switch. But even yeah. when she would get the bell, she would just kind of tap us with it. You know, she wasn't coming with malice. Okay. And then we would pretend cry just so she'd go away. Oh. And then as she started to walk away, we would, you know, stop crying and basically start laughing. Um, she would just kind of punish us in other ways that hurt us much worse. Yes, psychologically. Like, like yeah, like you can't go outside or... Um, I remember one time I jumped out. I lived, I was on the second story. I jumped out of my window onto the deck. Like, if I did that today, I'd be dead. The fact that I did that as an eight-year-old... I used to jump off the roof of my parents' house. Well, Mike... Onto the grass... And my knees are fine somehow. Who would have thought? God knows. I also weighed about as much as a turkey club sandwich, but... We probably weighed near the same at... At three points in our lives, yeah. At the age of eight. I don't know about that, but maybe. That was a skinny little thing. I didn't get to 100 pounds until I was probably... 13? Okay. Maybe 12? What about you? Probably later. Um, 20? <laughs> no, but it was, uh, it may have been high, it was probably high school. Really? Honestly, yeah. Damn. Let, believe me, when I tell you that I was, um, I believe it was my learner's permit. So I, I think I just turned 15. I was 4 foot 11. 4 foot 11? Yeah, and I was, so I, I had all kinds of people from the high school that I went to try to recruit me to wrestle, mainly because... Well, I mean, I was wiry and had a bad attitude and um, everything like that. But that's they all also, you need. That's really all you need, right? But, like, also, I'm pretty sure they were confident that I would win by default a lot because I don't think that they thought that they'd have guys in my weight, in my weight class. Like, I could essentially be wrestling varsity, and they would be like, well, who's in the 100 and, what, five, whatever the lowest weight class was. Yeah. I could probably be in that, so. Wrestling was by far the hardest sport I ever did. Yeah. And I wrestled for three years. Okay. I was going to wrestle my senior year of high school, but then I tore my ACL. Because I didn't wrestle in high school at all. I wrestled in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Mm. And uh, I was going to wrestle in my senior year because I had, you know, kind of matured quite a bit at that time, finally. Yeah. Finally. And I was going to be a heavyweight. Because uh, oh. I weighed, by the time wrestling came around, I was closing in on probably like 200 pounds. Wow. And um, I was academically ineligible anyway. But I was, I also had the wrestling coach as a math teacher. And he would always accuse me of taking steroids. And really? I hadn't. And I hadn't. Yeah. Um, probably for the best. You sure that you... You knew what you had to do. Yeah. I my idea behind it was I was probably gonna wrestle really fat people. Right. You know, at that weight class. Um, or I was gonna wrestle somebody really fucking good who was gonna just own me. Um yep. but it was a toss up. Right. Um yeah. feast or famine. Yeah. Cause there you know, my high school was a wrestling high school. Is that right? We had some of the best wrestlers in the history of the state of Georgia. Wow. At Jackson County. 
That's a tall statement. Yeah, no, that's real. We had some guys that lost like one or two matches their entire high school career. Multiple time state champions. Um, look it up. Okay. Football, on the other hand. Yeah. Not I, so much. I went to a school that was not good at football. We now did, apparently they're great. We did go to the playoffs time. my senior year, but I tore my ACL, so I did not participate in that. I didn't even go to the playoff game. What did you do? It was, I, I just... I just stayed home. Mm. It was too upsetting to me. Because I knew, I mean, my high school career was over. Yeah. And it was... Sucks. It is really sad when you... It, it's almost like the way, you know, training is now where, like, that's that's what... That's all I put my effort into. I mean, yeah. that was... I put all my eggs in that basket, and then when I couldn't do it anymore, um, you know, I wanted... It was. I wish I had went to be honest with you, because that was it was not the right move. But I just couldn't handle my emotions good enough to go and not, you know, probably be a little fucking crybaby. I yeah. did go to a game after I tore my ACL, and I was like, I was a little bitch on the sideline. Just mm. I felt really just depressed. Bad for down. yourself. Yeah, I did feel bad for myself. It's tough though when you know that you can't play anymore. I remember when I was um, on swim team. Uh, this recreational swim team that I was on every year since I was like five years old. And, um, I like gave it my all in my best event, which was backstroke, the hundred back to qualify for the County meet, which is kind of like qualifying for nationals and in, in powerlifting. And I, so like, everybody should be able to do it. N- no, it's, it's a lot harder than that actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's probably like the top 5% of uh, swimmers. Um, but I really, I'd never done it before. And that's because, I, I think partially because, like I told you before, I was very, I was a late bloomer. I was always very developmentally behind my age group. And so by the time I was 18, you know, that's the that's the last year you can do it. 15 to 18 is the, the age group. And um, I knew it I was, for the, the school or for like a rec department? Uh, yeah, it's a, I guess a rec department. I don't know. There's, it was Walnut Creek Soap Club, which is one of the, it's a, a, yeah, a recreational one, I guess. It's not through the park system, though. It's its own thing. Parks and Rec? I mean, it's not, it's a, not through them. No. Okay. It's its own thing. I don't gotcha. know. It's through... I, I, it's... Yeah. There's no other way to describe it. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's through an organization of swimming. And um, I, like, gave it my all. I shaved my legs for it. I remember that. Like, that make? Oh, it was weird. It was super weird. Who taught you how to shave your legs? Nobody. You just we just... It? Yeah, well, we went to... We had this, like, um, the 1518s, which is its own, <laughs> its own fucking ecosystem. Of, uh, of kids who essentially run the entire team. Of losing your virginity. <laughs> well, that happened with them too. But um, <laughs> no, they, they had a, like a, a leg shaving party before the league beat, which is the last, like the league championship. And um, so we did that and I didn't have time to finish because I showed up late. And so I'd like finish when I got home. And I remember I got like the worst shaving cut I've ever gotten in my entire life using a fucking like Venus, Gillette Venus razor on the inside of my ankle but anyway so I did all this stuff like I tapered I trained for it like I was ready to do this and um I missed it by like two tenths of a second damn yeah because it was like 105 uh I think it was like 105.3 to get the qualifying to qualify for yeah and I had 105.5 and I remember it was like the last lap and I hit the lane line and kind of went up on it a little bit and I'm sure if I hadn't done that I would have gotten it but anyway I finished, I was exhausted, 
And um, I went into the pickup truck that I had, like, drove there, and I, like, hid from everybody. I had bawled my eyes out in the back of the truck, because I knew that was the very last race I was ever going to do. Yeah. And I tried so hard to do that. So, yeah, like, I knew if, if I, you know, were to miss my – if I knew my football career was over, I wouldn't want to be involved either. I'd be fucking I mean, I I played with all those guys <clears throat> in seventh grade. Yeah. Because um, you have so much invested in it. You have so much And, equity. you know, I just uh, – it was. I remember sitting because I can't, I tore it before, right before halftime. Yeah, and we were up like fucking thirty points. I was having the best game of my high school career. Yeah, Isn't that was the way. And um, because it was exactly a year since I had, had shoulder surgery, so I had just gotten comfortable hitting people again. Really. Right. And I had had a I had a sack in that game. I had a forced fumble in that game. Oh wow. Um, I was fucking. I was like playing in and then I was playing defensive tackle you know just to pass rush really because obviously they were passing the ball a fuck ton and I got um, they kept running a trap do you know what a trap is in football Mm -hmm. it's where basically they let the defensive end come into the backfield the tackle doesn't touch him but they have a guard that comes and just plows you and you're not expecting it Uh, they tried to run that play over and over again because I watched the film but our de- one of our defensive tackles was so good, he was just going back. He was blowing it up before it could develop. So I was never getting touched. But the one time that the guy got through, the guy that pulled and hit me, um, I, I remember it in real time being a pass play, but it wasn't. Um, the reason I probably thought it was a pass play is because the tackle didn't touch me at all. It almost was like he scooted back. Okay. And just let me come, you know, so I would be wide open for the guard to annihilate. And <laughs> right. the one time, and the guy had a broken, like a, he had like a broken arm. Mm. And he hit me just right as I was turning the corner. And I heard my knee pop. Mm-hmm. It was loud as shit. Mm-hmm. And I got hit, and then I just kind of fell over. And I'm laying there on the field, um, and I know that because I heard the sound. Yeah, and I looked down when it happened, and I saw my knee over here, and then it it really quickly like rubber banded popped back in, um, and so I fall down, and the a ref comes up to me, and he's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No," um, and I was em- I was embarrassed that I slowed the game down, and I was embarrassed that I had to be carried off the field, and I kept my helmet on. You know, because I had a dark visor, so you couldn't see me. Yeah. And I wasn't I was in shock still yeah. because, you know, I just saw my knee six inches to the right. Yeah. And then I got taken up to the field house, and I'm in the – I'm sitting in front of the training room on, on a table, and then halftime comes, and the team's coming in. And that's when it hit me mm-hmm. that it's over for me. Yeah. Um, I still could have went and played in college. <clears throat> I was, you know, I don't want to say I was recruited, but I could have. I well, you was, went on recruiting trips, didn't you? Yeah, I was recruited yeah, a little bit. That's that's something. Based off of my potential, really, my body. Right. And, you know, I didn't tell any of them. I would go on these trips with, you know, my knee brace on and jeans on. And I didn't tell them that I tore my ACL because, you know, it, it wouldn't have been a big deal because people come back from ACLs all the time. Right. Um, but I, I didn't know because, you know, it was still my goal to go and play football. And, you know, I just decided that my head was not really in the best place at that time. And my 
family situation was not good. So I, I, I probably would have actually benefited a lot in some way in, a, in like another life if I had went away to college. Right. Um, but I didn't. And that's when I became a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah. And then, because I had gained since I tore my ACL from 180 to 230 in six months. Wow. Um, and that was it. I, I knew that, you know, it was over and yeah. And now here we are. That would led you to power who you are today. Yeah. And I honestly enjoyed, I was more passionate prop. I really enjoy football. Okay. I enjoyed it so much, but like. I excelled naturally much more at lifting. Um, you know, it was something, you know, a lot of guys, they would lift because they had to. Right. I loved it. It would just, it fed me as a person. Um, you know, we were talking to that guy tonight at the gym about dopamine. Right. It, that's, it was like a high every day I worked out. Totally. I don't really have that as much anymore because of, you know, bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still get it. You know, a good workout is like a high. Do we... I'm trying to figure that out. Ugh. It said that we lost connection. We lose connection. I think we're good. I think we're still going. Why is it blinking red? I don't know. I think we got some booty connection going on right now. Just chatting for three people. Three whole people. Well, let us know if this has been interrupted. I don't know how you'll be able to do that. Let us know in the chat if you're still there. and Or if something is amiss. What did you play? Did you do anything in college? No. Did you play any team sports for your high school? Yeah. Soccer? Yep. Right? Yep. All four years? Uh, two years. Which two years? Uh, sophomore, junior. So not your senior year? No. That's interesting. I, I so as a senior, because usually that's supposed to be your prime time. It would have been, yeah. But um, so I, <clears throat> I was in sports medicine, and you have to, in your senior year, if you're going to be a sports medicine student, you have to be. It's called your level two because you do you do sports medicine for two years, your junior year and your senior year, and your senior year you have to be, like an official trainer for one of the teams. So you have to be like their, their guy. Yeah. And so I was the trainer for the soccer team. So, so um, you went from playing on the team to being a trainer. Yeah. That's pretty interesting dynamic. Did you, were you a starter? Um, sometimes. I mean, I don't really know how soccer works. <laughs> like with football, like you're a starter or you're not. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, I played, I, I'd say like, probably two-thirds of the time but it depends on, on who you're playing and what your tactics are going to be and because you have different um based on how who you're playing um i mean it's not like basketball right like you'll have a starting five against most teams but like you know if you're playing a team that's going to play small ball then you might want to play small ball to meet them or maybe you want to stack your team and play more tall players right and so um i was more of like a I played striker for them, so I was I was like a goal scorer, a ball handler. No, I was I was like a finisher. So, um, I guess kind of like a big player receiver would be the the um, 
an goal, obvious thing. Goal line running back? Sure. But not... But, but like, agile and right, small. Right, right. Um, but I've been pretty creative, and I ran a lot. I ran my ass off. <laughs> um, so you were a good scorer. I was a pretty good scorer, yeah. You were good at kicking the ball. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. That's the most important, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's, it's different, right? Like, you can be... Yeah, like I was, I was pretty good at putting the ball in the net. So, um, yeah, I, I, I started like two thirds of the time, but I wasn't like standard deviations better. I wasn't like in volleyball actually, which was one of the other sports that I played. I was like far and away the best at my position on the team. Right. So I was a starter all the time. And when, um, is, when did you play volleyball? All four years, even when I was really small. <laughs> which is interesting. I mean, honestly, it's like a tall person's sport, but it is. But you know, that's like. Like, you know, obviously there's certain physical attributes that will, you know, be more conducive to be very good, to make you very good at a sport. But yeah. at, at certain levels, mm-hmm. it really doesn't fucking matter. You know what I'm saying? Sort of, yeah. You know, it's like if you're athletic and your oh, effort yeah. is... Yeah, it's well, it's kind of like in football when they don't know what they just... ATH, you know what I mean? They, like oh, they don't athlete. know, yeah. Where there's like yeah. this person can play a bunch of different um, positions, but with that, no. Like with volleyball, it was not. That was never the case because I was a defensive specialist, which meant I was not like because you have to rotate in volleyball, right? There's six positions, there's six people on the on the court at one time, and you have to start either in three people in the front row, three people in the back row. And if I if it was my turn to be in a rotation in the front row, they would take me out and put in a tall person, and then when the tall person. Um, would go to the back row, they'd put me back in. Gotcha. And then I'd serve, and I'd be in for three more rotations. So I played roughly 50% of the game. <clears throat> and then somebody else would do it. Now they, they actually changed the, the rules, and there's a position called libero, and they don't have to come out. Um, but in my day, they didn't have that. Back but, in my day. Yeah. But I was, I mean, like, I was very agile. I was diving on the floor all the time. I was getting all kinds of hit pointers because, you know, diving on the floor to, you know, right. someone would spike the ball. To do that and hitting, you know, your hips, my real bony ass hips at the time, to on the on the, the basketball court, um, and uh, I could probably do a million burpees if you wanted me to because I didn't weigh anything, <laughs> so I was just Can getting down. You? I, at the time, I could, yeah, because I was one hundred and fucking forty pounds, but um, yeah. So I, I that and then water polo. I played all four years. Water polo. Mm-hmm. That seems like probably one of the hardest sports. To yeah, use. I was gonna say you, you said that wrestling was the hardest one that you played. Water polo was was mine for sure. Well, here's a wrestling practice. First, you start practice by running for twenty minutes. Yep. I fucking hate long distance running. <laughs> yeah. And by the time I my body got accustomed to it, it was the end of the season. Right. And I was not gonna continue to do that shit. Right, because you don't want to. There's no point in practicing fresh. Yeah. You, know, you got to practice yeah. fatigued because. You wrestled and disease. conditioning, you know? yeah. Um, and then I did play football in middle school. I was I never played in middle school football. I was always on the bench and played special teams. Got it. Um, What's the rest of a, a wrestling practice look like? So first you run for twenty minutes. Uh huh. Then you, you know, then you kind of watch a new technique demonstrated, and then you're basically practicing the technique the whole time. Yep. Um, Shooting the leg and whatnot. Yeah, you're practicing, you know. Or escape or. Uh, I was kind of. At, in ja- where I'm from, a lot of kids start wrestling very early. Yeah. So when I wrestled, first year I wrestled in like. sixth grade, because you don't need a lot of equipment. All you need is mats. Yeah. Like the city, the, the big urban 
centers are not hotbeds for wrestling talent. Yeah. Um, and there's also, you know, if you get a dominant athlete in there, though, mm-hmm. that you're more likely to find in one of those cities. Mm-hmm. It really, like John Jones, he was a wrestler. Yeah. I don't know how good he was in college, but he was probably pretty fucking good. Right. Um, well, I just feel like an elite athlete. Daniel if Cormier. If you're, in, if you're in an urban area, you're more likely to play another exactly. sexier sport. Right. Daniel Cormier, wrestler. Uh, I believe he wrestled at Iowa. Um, Brock Lesnar. It's the best school for it, arguably. Brock Lesnar. Historically, yeah. Went to Minnesota. Yeah. Lost his junior year to um, Stephen Neal, who was the uh, ended up playing guard for the Patriots. He lost to him in the, uh, the championship. Heavyweights... Um, and Stephen Neal went to Fresno. Stephen Neal went to, um, I th- he went to, I think UC Davis. No, he, wait a minute. No, 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 no. UC Berkeley. He no. went to one of the. Because D- Davis had look up a look national up Stephen Neal. He wasn't. A, he wasn't. A look up Stephen Neal. Uh, is it PH? I think so. N e i l. N e a l. Okay, or I can. Fat finger. I love watching that shit. Let's turn off Wi Fi. Oh my god, he's the dopiest looking dude I've ever I know seen it, in my entire life. And he fucking he's beat super- Brock Lesnar. Uh, Cal State Bakersfield. Okay. Wow, that's like. <laughs> you, think of, you think of UCs and you think of Cal State schools. Is that the lowest one? I mean, I if you tell me to name 10 Cal State schools, Bakersfield's not on that list. I hear that Bakersfield is probably the worst place in California. It's to live. not. It, it's, it's like not in the great. desert, and yeah, it sucks. Um, yeah. I don't think anybody is like ride or die for Bakersfield. And Shout out are, to Bakersfield, California. Yeah, if it is, it's probably for like gang or meth related reasons, and there's a lot of overlap with that. Would you, you rather live in? And you think of like Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I do. Um, would you rather <laughs> live in Barstow or Bakersfield? Barstow because the altitude is higher, so it's cooler and it's closer to Vegas. Okay. And their in and out is huge. Okay. <laughs> if um, you're on a if you're on a tour bus that's going from LA to Vegas, or it's going to LA to Vegas, you'll stop at the In and Out there. It's ginormous. Alright. I've never been to In and Out. Aren't they opening one in Georgia? No. They're opening one Fuck no. Was it Texas? Yeah. Texas already has Yep, Texas is doing it. Um, I actually think Pacific Northwest is where they're doing it, is their next like frontier. Why do you think they don't come to the southeast? It's about... So, for In-N-Out, I have a lot... I know a lot about In-N-Out. I know you do, because you work there. I know a lot about in yeah. And my uncle w- worked for them for a very long time. Which, your mom or dad? My mom's side. He was the head landscapist. So, one, oh, of, the, one, of, the, one of the pieces of imagery, one of the brand... Uh, staples of In-N-Out Burger that you think of is at every store supposedly there are crossed palm trees and so he liked to joke that he was the guy that made sure that the palm trees were crossed at every store anyway um, the big the big thing with In-N-Out Burger and they did this before Wendy's although Wendy's does it now too apparently is the, is their fresh never frozen beef and that provides logistical problems right like if you're not going to freeze your beef 
you can't long haul truck it very well, yeah. right? It basically, for it to stay fresh, it has to be essentially within a day's drive of your meat processing plant, gotcha. right? Because it just doesn't have that long of a shelf life. So it's all, their, their entire footprints of where they're gonna build locations has to be essentially within a day's drive of whatever meat processing plant they have. So in California, their first one was in a place called, oh fuck, I can't even remember, but it's in Southern California. Um, uh, so it started from there, right? So think about a day's drive anywhere from there. So um, it was all of California up to, I can't say where the, the northernmost one is. There might even be one in Oregon now, but like, let's say Eureka, California, really far north. Um, it's a day's, full day's drive. Um, then they expanded into- Big Bear. Like, Big Bear is still in Southern California. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was like in the mountains. It is. There's mountains in Southern California. Are there? Yes. I've there never are. been to California. I don't if you ever see one of the weird pictures that fucking- What mountain range is it'll that? It'll fuck, still the Sierras, Sierra Nevadas. Um, it'll fuck with your head, but sometimes you'll see a picture of LA and it shows the LA skyline and the background is the mountains. Because you don't think mountains when you think of LA. Well, I know they have those big hills that people jog up and yeah. I've seen the... Like Mount Baldy, if you've ever heard of that one, like that's down there. We anyway. got... Look, I'm from Georgia. We got Stone Mountain. You do. <laughs> and, the, and the Blue Ridge Mountains. But anyway, so you... So I remember when I was a kid, probably like 10, 11 or something... Uh, they finally expanded it into Arizona, so they put a couple in Phoenix. So there's, there's a few in Arizona now. They put it in Vegas, and it's as far as, I don't think it's in Salt Lake, but like southwest Utah. Like St. George's, where, where Zion National Park is. So that was the first one. Then their next big move was they were going to go to Texas. And that's big shit for them, right? Because Texas is already like, they've got Whataburger, there's plenty of competition. I've been to an In-N-Out in Texas, it was in Fort Worth, uh, I think. It was really, really close to Texas Motor Speedway. So wherever that is, that's Arlington or Fort Worth or wherever that is. Um, and it was like the fastest in-and-out experience I've ever had. Um, but that's all based on a footprint that they have surrounding a meatpacking plant that they put in Texas. An right? in-and-out meatpacking plant? An in-and-out specific meat processing plant. So okay. That all they're doing is processing meat. So if they want to move into a region, they're going to have to bring all the logistics. Yes, and that's the thing. Is they have to start with a hub and then expand from there. They have one in, in Colorado now. So good buddies of mine, Joan Grant, who live up in Colorado Springs, the first, my understanding is the very first in and out they put in Colorado was in Colorado Springs. Biblical lines all over TikTok of people, like it's stretching down the fucking highway. People yeah. waiting to get off an exit to then get onto a, a drive through line, which was amplified even more by the fact that it was during COVID. But that, that means that they had a, a meat processing plant in Colorado to do that so I think <clears throat> that area is where they're they're at now well, it might be probably not I thought there was a lot of cows there you would think there's, there's a lot of cows <laughs> there's a lot there. of cows everywhere you're good yeah. to go there's cows yeah but then you gotta get the agreements and you gotta you gotta I mean it's a whole thing right what a burger I've been to a couple um when I visited my family in East Texas yeah um <clears throat> I don't remember it being spectacular. Right. Agreed. Pretty average. It's it's good. My don't grandfather good. really liked it, but my grandfather was the kind of guy that would like if he he would he would if he said he liked something, he would have to really sell that he liked it and then he'd have to like it forever because then he couldn't change his mind. Yeah. Because he said he already liked it, so you know, he has to double down. Exactly. He was the you want to talk He's about not gonna be alive. You want to talk about doubling down. That is a man that 
we were driving one time because uh, the airport in in Dallas um, was like it's like three hours from where he lived. It's like three hours to Houston, three hours to Dallas. Okay. Um, Nagadocious, Texas, for those wondering. Yeah. Uh, actually, Austin. technically, it was not. If you wrote, if you, his address was, it said Nagadocious, Nagadocious, but if you look at a map, on the map, it's called a Toyak. That's the, uh, the fish, that's the old name. What's the nearest big city? I mean, well, you got. Nagadocious is not small, but what's no. the nearest, like, metropolis or big, big city, I guess? Well, you got probably Martinsville. It's got about uh, 12 people in it, but they have a post office and a school. I mean, like, a bit, like, if a city has, like, an airport. It's Dallas and Houston. So there's not a big city closer than three hours away? I mean, Lufkin, Texas might have a small airport. But what about in another state? Shreveport was probably about two. Tulsa or, like? No, 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 no. I don't know. Shreveport was... Um, Shreveport was probably a couple hours away. All right, Nagadocious. What are you kind of close Look to? up... Sh- Longview. Shreveport is... You're right, not too, too yeah, far. Yeah, look up Ch- Chirino. C-H-I-R-E-N-O. Chirino. Yeah. Chirino Owls. My grandfather, when I... Last time I ever... Uh, second was close to nothing. Yeah. If you, Let me see your phone. I'll pull up... I, I'll... I Lufkin. I can pull up where his he lived, his property, without even looking at the map. Wow. Because as a kid, you know, as a kid, I grew up, I, there was, we had this phone in, uh, in our house for a long time. It was, it was a really nice house phone, you know, and it had a contact in it, said Jimmy Lee. And I would always, you know, that was my grandfather, but I had never met him. I didn't meet him until I was 14 years old. Um, and you know, my grandma and him had been divorced since the seventies. Yeah. And so I would always be so curious about this Jimmy Lee. Yeah. And, um, character. he really was. And my grandma never said anything bad about him. Um, though he was a shithead to her. Okay. I know now. But uh, I remember talking, hearing his voice on the phone one time. Yeah. And he had a thick Texas accent. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I, the first time I met him, we, we drove out there uh, between 6th and 7th grade. So I was 13 years old, actually. And we stayed for a few, oh, about a week. And my mom hadn't seen him since... Probably 1980. Wow. You know, like, like, it's like 27 years. At least. You know, um, this is a man that he had three children with his first wife. Okay. He kidnapped his own children and raised them from their, he kidnapped them from their mom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he tried to kidnap my mom and my grandma caught wind of what was happening and left the area. Wow. Okay. Um, this is a guy that had, had probably has children that still don't even know that we don't know about. You know, a real interesting guy. Okay. He grew up super poor in East Texas. Yeah. Um, can you unlock your phone? I'm gonna pull that up. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. who's talking? Busy. And the only reason you know, I got to know him pretty well. Um, 
I would go. I went two summers uh, when I was in high school, and I stayed the summer with him. Um, his other grandchildren did not come and stay the summer because he he was kind of a, a he was a little bit of a hard ass. Okay, but with me, it wasn't like that. Like we would sit there and we would just talk, and I'm like, I'm like, um, you know, I'm like 16 years old, 15 years old, and he's talking to me. Telling me these stories, the best storyteller you've ever met in your fucking life, because you don't know what's true and what's not. Oh, one of them. And um, a movie about that. And had lived a pretty crazy life. Yeah. This is a guy that would get involved in something with absolutely, like he once won a contract to build a gas station, and had no idea how to do it. How did he with the contract? Oh, he just put a bit in. It was the it like was a financial bid. It was the seventies, which is just like yeah, I'll do it for someone's like I'll yeah. do it for thirty thousand. I'll do it for yeah twenty nine. Yeah, but no other plan than that. No idea how to do it, and goddamn it, he did it. He worked in his later lot in his later life. He was a, a basically a petroleum engineer. Good money. Um, he made a thousand dollars a day. Yeah, and that was backed up by his wife. So I know that that's true. Right. And he would oversee the construction of uh, oil pipelines. Really? Yeah. And um, Center, Texas is probably pretty close. St. Augustine. Let me see. I'm going to show you. Um, but, you know, my there's a Toyak. My times in, in Texas with him, and we're the only ones that called him Jimmy. Because the only people that called him Jimmy were people that knew him probably like pre-1970. Because his wife called him Curtis. That was his name. Curtis is a family name in the Lee family. There's a lot of, there's a, we got a Curtis Jackson Lee is my great. Comfy. My great, great grandfather is Curtis Jackson Lee. Curtis Luther Lee was. Luther. His brother. That's solid. Uh, or his uncle. And they're all buried in the cemetery a mile from... I would ride my bike and just go hang out in the cemetery. How cool is it to go to a cemetery and you've got your, your fucking... Your great-great-grandfather, all his brothers, your great-great-grandfather, and you have multiple sides of the family. That's cool. It was really cool. I can't relate. That's really, it was really I cool. I can't even imagine that. Um, you know, and... Out in Texas, they have some. They have some called county roads. Sure. Um, I found his house. But uh, we got some country stories going on upstairs. It sounds like too. <laughs> you know, I I really like I really because you know his like I said his. I was his favorite grandchild. I know I was. And I didn't, I didn't meet him. I met him, I met him four times in my life. Yeah. But I was his favorite because I, and this, I. This is your mom's side. This is my mom's dad. He died yeah. in 2016 of cancer. What did he have to say about like your, like your mom's kids? My siblings? Yeah. So. My mom 
my you know my grandfather and knew my mom as a tr- very troubled adult because okay. that's what she was for her only early adulthood and by the, by the time we by the time that I went would go in like you know even in 2007 she was still not quite turning the corner yet she was turning the corner but not I mean she was over her major issues but not you know and now my mom is a successful businesswoman yeah but um good for her my my grandfather died not knowing that Last time I visited him, he still thought my mom was basically shit. And I told him. Well, it takes parents a while to catch up. Well, I mean, he was not in her life, though, at all. Right. And I basically told him, you know, my mom is doing great. Um, My mom still thinks I do PR. And I was like, I've never done PR, Mom. PR? (laughs) Public relations. Ah. She's like, are you doing PR work now? I'm like, Mom, no, no, that's never been what I've done. Here's his house. And they're pretty involved. So this is his house here. Okay. There was that little house. What's the other building? Um, so my aunt, Terry Joe built a house right next to him. Terry Joe? Terry Joe. Yep. And she's, she's my... It's 27 degrees there now. Yeah. It's not warm. It's snowing. Yeah. They're covered sure. in snow. Um, yeah. You know, my, there my grandfather... My grandfather was a very complicated guy who I'm glad I got to know him because I kind of, I saw the good and the bad of kind of, I saw a lot of myself in him. Okay. And we actually resemble each other a lot. Like my physical traits are mostly from him, I think. Mm. And we were like the same height. We had the same body type. It was kind of it was kind of weird because I didn't grow up around my men and my family that were the same blood as me. Right. So like this. So I never like you know most men that grow up with their fathers or uncles and they're probably kind of similar. I didn't have that at all. Mm. All I had was women. And so when I met this man who, as children, we looked like. The same almost. Yeah, it's weird. It was, when, it's weird. Yeah, and um, I saw he might and his wife told me this. Um, his wife was about ten years, fifteen years younger than him. Um, that he, she never saw him in such a jovial mood as when I was there. Yeah, I mean, he would stay up till one o'clock in the morning telling me stories, and he. Like I said, he loved to tell stories. Yeah. And the amount of laughing he was doing. But I also knew he had a dark side. I mean, he was a a guy that was a control freak. Yeah. Um, Probably, you know, that side of the family is where the mental illnesses come from. The OCD and stuff. Okay. Um, His mom had some major issues. He had issues. Um, You know, his mom had polio. Okay. She, so she could barely walk, and apparently she was just a. I, I visited her gravesite in um, Port Arthur, Texas. Okay. That's where she's buried, and then my grandfather is. Bo- uh, my great grandfather was buried, and um, he was an alcoholic. He was buried in. We're just leading with the peccadillos first. Um, <laughs> he was buried in Ab in. Uh, 
Aransas Pass, Texas. Aransas Pass. And my family had been in in that same house that my grandfather lived in and restored. Mm. There's a picture. Uh, it's the same materials. My great great grandmother is sitting out there in like the fucking early, in like the in like the teens, mm. with all her children, golden opal diamond. No ma'am. Yeah, they were all named after precious stones. No ma'am. These, they were so poor. Yeah. Like you have, like the yeah, I, I know people cannot understand what poor is. I mean, they they sometimes they didn't eat for a while. Was there a pearl? Huh? Was there a pearl? There was a pearl. I'm sure there was. Pearl, ruby, golden, diamond was the boy. Diamond Ellis Wheeler. Um, my grandmother was opal. My great grandmother was Opal. Mm. Golden. So listen to this. Listen to this story. This is crazy. And I'm sorry for this. hijacking this. No, it's but fine. It's, it's when I all this shit. When I learned it, I was just so mesmerized. Yeah. Because I did not grow up with any of this, and then when I finally visited, I was like, I learned. I was told all of it, and yeah. so my great grandfather. Um, I I forgot his first name. Um, he's the Lee. Okay. My great grandmother, Opal had a younger sister named golden and she was actually, she married my great grandfather. Okay. Okay. She got pregnant when she was a teenager, when she was 17 years old. And her older sisters tried to uh, perform an abortion on her. Wow. She got an infection and died when she was 17 years old. Jeez. And I've seen pictures of her. She was beautiful. She was the youngest girl. Mm. Um, so Golden died. And then he married the sister, Opal, and then had my grandfather. They weren't together very long. You know, he's an alcoholic. She's crazy and got polio. And she's you know mentally unstable. <laughs> So okay. my grandfather did not grow up in a good house, stable, yeah, you know, at all. And so you had bit in common with him, exactly. Um, I mean, I didn't have a life as bad as him, and he actually started working on you know pipeline jobs as a teenager. He would they would he would leave for the summer, you know, yeah. walk walk to the jobs, and he'd be a hole digger. He'd be digging shit. And to think that this man, I know for a fact he didn't, there's no way he went to high school. Is, you know, that it would turn out so successful. It was a different time. Yeah. It was a different time. Um, he went to, in the 70s, the Middle East. Uh, he would talk about Abu Dhabi all the time. Wow. One time. That's probably when Abu Dhabi was not. No, it was not. It not was, a thing it was, yet. It was probably it about was, to be. It was up and coming. Yeah. This was the was 70s. Right OPEC so. was forming. Yeah. There was a yeah. plane crash, and there was he was supposed to be on a plane. It was like an Air France plane that crashed. Oh, wow. Everyone on dead. Everyone on board sure. dead. Sure. And uh, he was supposed to be on that plane, so my grandmother thought he was dead. Really? And then he missed his flight. I wouldn't be here that's, today. Yeah. And that's, that's a true story. Think. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird to think. Um, he was such a interesting. You know, he was in the army and he was in the navy and the marines. Um, in the in the late fifties, you know, anything to get out of fucking poor ass East Texas. 
Yeah. My great grandma, um, Annie Wheeler, she was the matri the uh, the matriarch of the family, kind of like my grandma is, you know. And she kind of ran. She kind of raised him and ran everything. Her husband um, died in a died horrifically in a farming accident. He, he I feel like that's a thing. He no, it was far, far, uh, There's a lot of people that died. Jim Wheeler accident. died a horrific death in a farming accident. He he didn't die immediately. Um, he, right. It took a few days, but the fact that I'm. You know, and my mom now owns part of that land. That land's been in my family for ever. Right. And I've never been to a place where I felt just so at peace. I mean, my my plan is to go back there and, you know, I hopefully one day. It's like a birthright almost. It kind of is. Yeah. Um, And my, none of his other grandchildren could give a shit less, you know, because he was in a very opinionated man. So like when I met him, I was wearing red and black Jordans. Yeah. Those are inward shoes. Inward? Inward. N word shoes. The N word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoes. Well, they said inward. The N word. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um and he used the N word a lot. Do I think he was racist? Um, I really don't. As crazy as that sounds. Sure. Because he had had so many dealings with so many different kinds of people. The way, you know, you're growing up in the 40s and 50s, the N-word, you know, the way they use And they were just as poor as the, the poorest black people yeah. growing up. So he, he never felt like he was better. And he told me, you know, he had black friends. He would use that word as basically to describe, he would use it as a, as a word to describe, you know, lazy, you know, basically, you know. Yeah, I've heard that argument. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've heard. That's I've heard how he would use it. And I believe him. Right. Now, that might, that was, but it's a different, it was a different time. Right. Um, and, uh. You know, Nacogdoches is actually, it's a pretty big city. It is. A lot of Hispanics there. Yes. He loved the buffet. There was this buffet. Um, and there's a picture of him. Um, he was kind of a rough, he was a rough guy, kind of, around the edges until okay. you got to know him. And um, there's a picture of him walking with my sister, who's now 17, when she was like three years old, holding... Like, and she was really shy and they're like holding hands, you know? So he was a rough man, but he had a good heart, but he had a lot of flaws. Yeah. And he was a guy that, you know, I saw his flaws and I knew some of the stuff and I knew the kind of the darkness that was there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I knew that I had that potential and I was like, he just... I can either turn out like that or I can change. Right. And I didn't change quite at the time, but I knew that, you know, I, if I kind of let the, the natural demons take over of, of the way things could have been, you know, it's not good. Right. So he kind of, sh- he kind of showed me good and bad. Um, so, 
that's Jimmy. That's Jim the Curtis ba- Lee. The Ballad of Jim. Jim, Jim Curtis Lee. Jim Curtis Lee. And I haven't seen his grave. Where's James? There's Jim. Really? Yeah, it was Jim. Cur- given name was Jim. Jim Curtis. Curtis Jim Lee. Ah, okay. Curtis, Curtis Jim, Jim Lee. Yep. Um, and everyone from the area called him Jimmy. And right. my grandma called him Jimmy. And he was, his title when we were growing up as kids was Jimmy. Cause Isn't it funny how, I think it's a real country thing where people go by their middle name. Oh, he was... There's he is the that's the definition of country out yeah. there. To this day, it's chicken coops, you know, it's fields, it's there like I said, the nearest fucking airport is three hours away. Yeah. Um and that's what he retired to. And that's where he lived the end of his life and um he died of cancer in two thousand sixteen. And yeah. the last time I saw him was in April two thousand fourteen. I just got with the girlfriend I was with. We'd been together for less than a month. Yeah. And I asked her one day, I said, you want to go to Texas and meet my grandfather? And we drove out there and I had to, I lied to him because I couldn't say, you know, I told him that we had been together a long time because he was kind of a, a traditionalist in some ways, sure. but he wasn't. So did you say you were married? He, or well, I said we'd been together for a long time. Oh, he was okay. a traditionalist, but had had... Children with women off of one night stands that popped right. up thirty years later. Yeah, but he, he was probably, a hypocritical he, tradition. He probably wanted better for you than for her. Well, he wanted. Stuff. It was more about almost, I think, an image. He was a flawed guy. Okay, yeah. and um, you know, I was every single person that had ever visited. Like when we went and visited, when I was uh, the first time I met him, my older sister brought her boyfriend, and he made him sleep out in the fucking RV. Oh wow! And hated the guy because he was a he was basically a wigger. Oh, you know, yeah. and that's like the antithesis of what my grandfather yeah, hated. Yeah. That's probably exactly probably tough for somebody of that generation. And to I had heard, I had heard, you know, my aunts talk about bringing guys and they had to sleep outside. Yeah, and I bring this girl, and I'm um, let's see, two thousand. I was twenty years old. 20 years old and he did not make her sleep us did not make us sleep separately that's how much he liked me wow you know that and that sounds like a crazy little thing but i mean that no for for a traditionalist that's a that's not nothing yeah yeah um but he wasn't a comic book artist (laughs) no we're talking about his family no Curtis Jimley, and uh, but I, you know, I I I would I called him one day, and his wife answered, and she went to hand him the phone, and he hung up, and I never heard from him again. And what had happened was he found out he had cancer and didn't want to talk to anybody. And, yeah, you know, well, tough. when I saw him, it's a tough reckoning. When I saw him, he was a uh, he was not obese, but he was. You know, he's he's born in 39, 2014, so 75. 75, yeah. He was, he was uh, probably about 215. Yeah. My height, a little shorter. You know, and he was chopping a fucking tree down. Yeah. And apparently, at the end of his life, he had shriveled away to like 115 pounds. Wow. I mean, cancer ate him. Yeah. It and does, he didn't want anyone, he didn't want that 
any, he didn't want anyone to know. He didn't want anyone to know he died for 30 days. Wow. The only reason I found out he died was because I have a cousin that mentioned it on Facebook and wasn't supposed to. And that's how I found out he died. Right. And he, you know, I, I wish, you know, I'd known, to be honest with you, but uh, it is what it is. And I'm glad I got to know him. Because yeah. none of my siblings. Oh wait, he's following me. Oh yeah. Oh, he's following a lot of people. Two hundred and twenty-four. It says follow back. Um, it must be recent because yeah, it was recent. I've been getting followed by a lot of people who I don't know, and so I probably just assumed that that was another. Apparently, person. Anthony Edwards. Who did he dunk on? The entire NBA. Is he good? Yeah. He's really good? Yeah. I mean, he was the first overall pick. I know he was. Yeah. But so was, uh, who was that big man that the Cavs drafted? Bennett. Like Anthony Bennett? How long did he last in the NBA? Like years. two years? A couple years, yeah. What a fucking bust. Is he the, mo- the biggest bust of all time in the NBA? Uh, no. Who is? But he's close. Um, Who's the guy that got drafted in front of LeBron? From Eastern Europe. Or got drafted in front Darko of... Darko Milicic. Yes. Is he the biggest the bust? Vist- victory CR. He's one of them. You know, he's, um, a, he's like a fucking goat farmer now. Michael Oluwakandi was a, a, a pretty big bust. Was that recent? No, that was a long time ago. Let me find... Who, who Oluwakandi? What year was that? That was like... Uh, the 98 draft. Which I think was like epic. Um, I'm trying to remember... Okay. Okay, hold on. Um, Jesus, dog. Wait, no, first overall pick, that's not what I want. Um, 1998. Let's look at the drafts. Okay. Do we want to talk about draft bust? We can. Kind of, I like talking about that. Okay, here, so Michael Oluwakandi was the number one overall pick in 98. After that was Mike Bibby, pretty good career. Ray from Friends had a fine career. Haven't heard of him. Um, Anton Jameson. Heard of him. Yep. Vince Carter at five. By the Raptors? No. Golden State traded to Toronto. Okay, but he never played for the Golden State. No, and, but he, he swapped with Anton Jameson. Who had, a, of, who had a very good career. Yeah, I've heard, of, I've heard of him. He was a very good, yeah. Like, he wasn't as good as... If I've heard obviously. of him, I mean, they had to have been something. Yeah, yeah. He went to North Carolina. Um, they actually both did. They were teammates. Um, Vince Carter went to North Carolina? Yeah. For some reason, I yep. thought he went to Duke. Robert Tractor Trailer was after that. Never heard of him. Um, Jason Williams. Heard of him. Yep. White Chocolate. Uh, uh-huh. Went seven. Larry Hughes. Never heard of him. Uh, went to the Sixers. He played most of his time, his, his most productive years, I think, with Washington. Um, nine and ten. Hall of Famers, I think. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki and Paul Pierce. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, Dirk came from um, Germany. Deutschland, yep. And Paul Pierce, he did not go to college either. He did. He did. Didn't Reggie. we look up where Paul Pierce went? It was like some... No, he's a Jayhawk. He was. He went to Kansas. He did. Was uh, was um, the co- I'm gonna turn Richard on Lewis. So we don't get any more calls. Richard Lewis, who's basically the entire reason for the amnesty clause. 
What is the amnesty clause? Uh, it's basically like we fucked up and we paid this guy too much, so we're going to like... You can kind of write it off. Yeah. You still pay the guy though, right? Yeah, but it doesn't go against your cap. It goes against... It comes off the books. Yes. Yep. I see a happy future for you two. You're I, hilarious. I know. Hilarious. Um, oh, also, streetball legend Ray for Alston, better known as Skip to My Lou. I've never heard of him. You've never heard of him? Skip to My so Lou? So what we're doing right now is we're... This segment is about... Katina uh, Mobley. This is a great draft. Draft bust. Yeah. Uh, wait, Mike's, I thought, I thought oh, Corey Brewer was in this? I've heard of Corey wow. Brewer. Wow. I think. Yeah. Well, he was um, he was late, too. He was uh, 51st overall out of Oklahoma as a senior. Would you believe it? I don't know who that is. Corey Brewer? I've heard of him, I think. Oh, okay. There's a bodybuilder named Trey Brewer, and he was supposed to be the next Ronnie Coleman. And he's from, he's from uh, Georgia. He's a trainer now at Titans Fitness in um, in um, Titans Fitness in I think Smyrna. This guy okay. was supposed to be the next Ronnie Coleman, and he didn't. He did not become the next Ronnie Coleman. Mm. He, he, he it seems like he just he could never get in shape. He could never get in shape. Yeah, um, and. He's a trainer there now. I think he was a, a firefighter as well. But we're, I mean, when he was when he was a like young, he had a contract with BSN at the same time as Ronnie Coleman, and this is when like supplement contracts were like huge. You want to talk about draft bust? Yeah. Um. That was one. I don't even I, know if I, he. Became- I'm looking at. Sorry, I'm just looking at the the year that these guys were drafted. Um, in terms of their, you know, one and done is the thing now, right? Like right. all your best, like the, the, the way that drafts are done now, you pick based on potential. You get these guys when they're young. The guy from Georgia, was he one and done or he played yeah. Anthony Edwards? Yeah, he was one and done. Um, how did Georgia get him? That's a great question. Uh, they were also, pay? well, that's, so that's the thing. I actually looked that up or I mean, I looked, I looked at, um, isn't Tom Crean the coach of Georgia? Yeah. He what you know? He's um, Jim Harbaugh's step. Uh, his his brother in law. Oh, I he's know. married to the Harbaugh's sister. College coaching. College um, coaching. He was a coach at Illinois, yeah. Indiana. Tom Crean for yeah, a long time. I think you're right. And, um, and yeah, Skip to my Lou is from And One Streetball. He's like the OG. His name is Ray for Alston, and then I he, wear And One socks. <laughs> I do too. That's why I jump so good. Yep. Um. No, anyway, so now it's it's all about getting these one and done guys, yeah. right? Like you get them at nineteen years old, um, tremendous upside, and then you dry, you 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 get your claws on them, right? Because you want to see what they develop into. You want to get them before anybody else. In ninety eight, um, and I think I'll you know before one and done became the thing, um, they were drafting all kinds of seniors, which now is almost unheard of. It's like if yeah. you last. Into your senior You're not year, that great. right, right. Like chances are, you you might play ball professionally, but it's going to be in Europe. Back then, you could just maybe. go straight to the NBA, right? You'd have to go to high school, or you'd have you to go to college. Go to college, right? yeah. When they start that, like oh four, oh five, oh six, because LeBron and oh and oh three, what? Yeah, I, he I, went straight to NBA. So it was Dwayne after Wade went to Marquette, I believe he did. Um, so did Jimmy Butler. Which is one of the reasons why they get compared a lot. 
Bosch went to Georgia Tech. Sure did. Um, who else was in that draft class? Uh, 03? Mello went to Syracuse. He did. He won, Jim a, he won a national championship with them. I'm impressed that you know that. Let's look at the 2000. Let's look at this 2003 draft. So first we're going to do the NBA, and then we're going to do the NFL. Oh my God, are are we ever going to get to your unpopular opinions? Because that's what I thought you wanted to talk about. I want to talk about the draft bus first. Okay. <clears throat> are we going to 03? You can go whatever you. Let's go to whatever year draft, you want. You, I mean, 03 is, let's a, pick, is a great. Let's draft. pick four years in each NBA and NFL from the last. Oh my God! 20 how years. long are we going to be here? Let's pick three years. Three years. Random years. Oh my Lord Jesus! And we will give a summation of the top ten. Okay. Of three years, okay. I can do it for the NFL. I can't do it really. For I the can. NBA. I can try to do it for the NBA. All right, and I'll I try to see. contribute. But we'll start. We can start with 03. Let's do it. All right, number one overall, obviously LeBron James. Yep, the best the NBA player of all time. Yes, but drafted after him and before his boy Melo, Darko Milicic. From where is he from? Serbia, Cro- Serbian Montenegro. Yes. Serbian Montenegro. Yep that 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 pick was taken from the Pist- or from Memphis. He was on the Pistons, they of course. The they had just come off that championship season, <sighs> where Ben Wall- where there was just the defensive juggernaut, and they also had Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton. When was the, the malice at the palace? That was my sophomore year of college, so that would have been the two thousand and. Three two thousand four season. So that season, sorry, two thousand four two thousand five. So the next season, yes. So Darko's rookie season. Did Darko get involved in that? Wait, no, it would have been his sophomore season. Darko probably pulled an AK out if he had been there. Um, he is. He was off the bench often, so he they called him the human victory cigar because he didn't come in until garbage time. Uh, which is fine. That's that happens a lot, but especially when you're on a championship squad. But it's rare for a second. You know the pick. money he made um, in Serbian Montenegro standards. Oh it's, yes, quite good. So he he won. He of course he did. Of course he did. Um, after that we had Mello. Obviously, he turned out to be quite good. Still playing. Still still playing. Is he uh, starter for Portland? Yes. Does he play defense at all? Did Melo ever play defense? Yeah. He I did? Mean, he's, he's, he's passable. What about Wade? Wade was pretty good. Wade was a great defense. defender, yeah. I mean, he's a high effort guy. He's, he's one of the leaders, front court leaders in blocks of all time. Wow. He, the man blocked a lot of shots. Who's the all-time leader in, in blocks? Probably Bull? No. Olajuwon, probably. Akeem Olajuwon? Could have been, uh, yeah, probably Akeem Olajuwon. It could be Mark Eaton. Let me look it up. I'm curious. Um, I thought it would be Manute Bowl. No, he didn't have a long enough season. He didn't play enough. His son's in the NBA, right? Bowl Bowl. For the Celtics? No. The um, Denver Nuggets. Is he a starter? No. No. That was pretty good. He's not going to go ahead and Nikola Jokic. Well, you know who's not good is everyone on the Hawks tonight shoot from the floor. They lost against the Celtics, but they were down by a lot, and they came back. And um, John, who was it who had the really good game? I think John Collins. Manute Bull. Uh, Where is Collins he ranked? Solid. 
Manute Bowl um, in the all-time list is 16th overall. Okay. Uh, number one was Olajuwon, as as I predicted. Manute Bowl is from South Sudan. Yes. There's a lot of tall That's the there. tallest. Are they a country yet officially? Yeah. I th- that would be the tallest country then. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think, unoffic- I think officially the tallest country is still considered the, the Netherlands, actually. The average height there is six feet tall. It's very tall. But yeah. they're not counting South Sudan. There's like a tribe, Manubol's people. Yeah. They're, they're really like tall. absurdly tall. Yeah. It's very low BMI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Lajuan's number one. Number two, Mount Matumbo. Mukembe Patumbo. Yep. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I wouldn't have guessed that he was number three, but he is. Um, well, he played for so long. Yeah. Mark Eaton, who I was saying might have been number four. I don't even know who that is. Number four. He has the highest blocks per game in a season. Who did he, he play average, for? I think it was the Nuggets. Um, my phone is frozen. My phone is frozen. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to say it was also the Nuggets, but I could be wrong. All right. Um, but he averaged five, five and a half blocks a game. All right. Let's go back to the other three draft. Okay. Let's go back. Yep. We are, and we're back. If I could turn back time. It's a very gay song. Um, okay. Chris Bosch for great, great career. Ended short, by, uh, uh, what he, a red, he had a blood disorder. Ret, yeah. Red blood. Retinal issue. Retinal issue. Yep. Um, Dwayne Wade, number five. Dwayne Wade. Uh, number six, Chris Kamen. I've heard the name maybe in passing. Uh, had a bust. A big must have been a bust. He was he was serviceable. Was he? Yeah, he played for the Clippers. Was he drafted by them? He was. Played for them for a long time. Came from Central Michigan. It's exactly what you'd expect. The Chippewas. It's exactly what you'd expect from a seven foot white guy from Central Michigan. Massy blonde hair, basically a bowl cut. I started a. A thing on NCAA with Central Michigan, and I created a dynasty. Really? Interesting. Uh, number seven was Kirk Heinrich. I don't know if you know him. I have. A uh, longtime guard for the Bulls. I don't know a long time, but... Decent for a player? While. Yeah, decent player. Not considered a bust, perhaps? Um, I don't the know. NBA if to, to kind of the NBA is kind of The NBA is every then the NFL is too. It is. Oh, we'll get to that. Everything, yeah, everything is a crapshoot, right? But like, if you're number one overall, you should pretty much be a good a, a, a sure thing. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. Well, Raiders don't count. Okay. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, Michael Sweetney, I would say he was a bust. Ninth overall, and then Jarvis Hayes, I would call him a bust too, but he went to Georgia and played a couple serviceable seasons with the Wizards. All right, next Michael Pietras was a warrior. Um, was he good? No, he was fine, but he was, yeah. All right, next, pick another year. They could have, uh, there's a couple other people. Oh, Brian Cook from Illinois, great year, uh, great player. Do we want to talk about the whole first round or the top ten? No, it's the top ten. I just, okay. I just scrolled down a little bit. Um, Another random year. Pick. Let me pick, since okay. I don't know basketball like you do. Okay. Um, let's do 2008. Okay. You're using Wikipedia, right? Uh, yes. That's the best. It would help if I wouldn't spell NBA as Nova. NBA drafts. This is going to be tough. I, I can't remember this. Very well because I was not in the country. Oh, but you'll know the this players. Was in the, this was in the dark times. 
Um, oh. Who was number one? Though? Oh, of course it was. He was number one. D Rose. Derrick Rose. Yes. From Memphis. From Memphis. You know who's the coach? Cal Perry. Cal Perry. Yep. Even though D Rose would not have been academically eligible. I heard there was a lot of. There was a lot of on. yeah shenanigans with that. But that's what Cal Perry does. That's what happened when he was the coach at. Um, where was he the coach at originally, Cal Perry? UMass. UMass. Amherst. When that, you know, UMass is where Chip Kelly was the originally a coach. They had Cal Perry and Chip Kelly at wow. one time. Wow. At the same time? I don't, maybe. What's up, Alex? Ask a question. What's your question, my boy? Um, number two was the best scorer in the NCAA of the year. He went, he was a... Who did you draft to buy? Um, who did he get drafted by? The Heat. He was out of K-State. I don't know. Michael Beasley. I have heard of, He was not a bust, right? He was not... No, but he was all... He was always like, uh... He was thought to be a very selfish player. Okay. Oh, shit. Hey, Sean and Mike. What's up? What um, do you do? Carrie Stur- I don't. I don't know who you are, unfortunately. I'm sorry. My apologies. But what up, my dude? Or my dudette? Or should you feel weird to ask your coach? Wait, do you ever feel your client is scared to ask you a question? Are you ever scared? Jake. Jake from State Farm? I I know of one Jake who lives in Colorado, who's my boy. Is that the same Jake? Do you live in Colorado? Yes or no, Jake? Who es kuvu abit? Jake from Colorado. Yep. Yeah. I was right. All right. Um, Alex, Alex, Alex. Mike, let me ask you this question. Do you ever... F- we're not really good to answer this because we're not quite the normal coach, athlete, duo. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it would depend what kind of question it is. You know, if you're going to ask him, hey, coach... How's my butthole looking? And you send them a picture of your asshole. Not appropriate. Very common question I ask. Um, To be fair. You know, if you're going to ask him something else, I mean, you're paying him to help you, to guide you. All, I mean, he's supposed to be in your corner. You're, when you hire a coach, he's like your corner guy. You know what I'm saying? You have to, if you don't trust him, um, then you have nothing, I think. Right. And a coach is not always going to be right. He's going to make the best decision based off of what he knows at the time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, coaches evolve and they learn as they go. Think about Bill Belichick. I mean, think about some some of the best. Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson with the Bulls. I mean, think about him. You know, he barely became the coach of the Bulls. Did you know that? The story? Who's this? Phil Jackson. Oh, no, I didn't. He barely became the coach of the Bulls. Wow. Um, was this pre-Zen Master business? This was this was Zen Master. I mean, Alex is a good coach, though. I'm trying to remember who your coach, coach was. I forget, but I remember I looked him up after he was talking to me about it. And then, well, I don't. You have a, you have a, why, why would you feel weird or dumb? Alex, Alex, what is the Are question? Are you intimidated by his, his pedigree or by his, the level you think he's operating at? Because that should not be an issue. Ranson Lee, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, isn't he... He's uh, he's tight with JP 
Price, I think. Is is Ransom, he's uh, competing this weekend, right? Ransom Lee, I, um... You shouldn't... I know. You should not feel weird to ask him fucking anything. What is the what? What do you want to ask him though? Maybe we can help. We have an eight hundred plus pound squatter here, which doesn't mean shit. You need to be dumb before you. Yeah, you really do. You do have to be dumb before you be smart. You know, if you think you know everything. That means you don't know shit yet. That's kind of it's yeah. kind of the evolution of knowledge. Right. It's like I I really don't know everything. I think I know everything. I don't know anything. Yeah. I'm and then I, and then I'm slowly learning and then you realize that it's, you know, about a meet in Georgia. I, would you just ask the question? I mean, Alex does this a lot. You're kind of hijacking he, he, the podcast, he, bro. He, not to like talk shit about you, Alex, but you do this thing where you at you like start to ask a question and you provide more context about a question and more context about a question until it's like pulling teeth to get you to ask the fucking question. If the meat, so you can just ask the question. If it's the cool, meat man. is near Atlanta, we'll come cheer you on. Yeah, maybe, maybe Order will too with his four hundred and forty pound squatter gang. Order will bring his group of. Teenage girls. Of Nancy boys. <laughs> Asking a lot of questions is not a bad thing. I the more questions the better. The be- you're my also best off my best athletes ask questions. Yeah. You know, I don't want a guy that doesn't ask questions. You know, I don't want a guy that's a, a, a follower. You know, I, I want someone that's that wants to know the purpose behind something because it adds something mentally you know if you have a purpose yeah if you're doing something with purpose it's just different um yeah jake is a great client of mine you know i coach jake um i'm pretty sure this is the the jake that i coach jake from state farm um unless there's another jake in colorado um but he's you know an experienced lifter yep um and we'll say last okay names. perfect it is him yeah um, Jake, I do want to say on your safety squat. Um, well, he it, number and organizations about meets number and the organizations. Oh no, I'll I'll talk to you tomorrow, man. Yeah, it's not bad. It's nothing bad. Um, it depends on when you ask him. You may you may just want to follow up. I mean, if there's one thing that I've learned, especially during the pandemic, that nobody can do their job as well as you want them to do their job. And especially right now, my understanding is that he is in a meet, or he's in Florida right now on the cusp of doing a Is meet. he doing the Miami meet? I think he is. Because the hybrid. Because he's, he's tight with J.P. Price, right? And I think he posted a bunch. I keep, because I follow J.P. I don't think I follow Ransom. But um, I keep seeing J.P. post uh, stories where Ransom's involved. Jake, so my question that. was why you... Yeah. So he's probably not focused uh, on Why you right took now. your hands off the bar? You were doing um, half-filled squats. Were you were you meaning to do half-filled squats? And then that was my only question for balance. So. Um, I would either do... Okay, I get... So if you were doing a half-filled squat, I understand. Um, next time, I would either... I would probably just keep your hands on the bar, pull toward you. 
And that way, because uh, the whole point of a safety bar is to work your upper back more. It's, it's going to strain your upper back more. And a lot of people, they flip the handles up. They do a lot of crazy shit on safety bar. Um, but, I mean, other than that, it was good. I mean, that was, a, that was a pretty decent weight. And you did it for reps. Yeah, I know. Um, his gym's been closed for, for a long time out there in Colorado. Oh, where okay. he lives. So, um, but, I mean, Jake is a, a, a big, strong guy. And I'm, I cannot wait. Oh, sure. I love Hatfields. Remember when we, we, we were doing, doing it for a bit, yeah. Um, Before we started doing my you can really, You can really load up the bar on Hatfield squats. I mean, I've seen girls do 500 pounds for reps on Hatfield squats, probably more than Order. You know, I bet Order's never squatted 500 pounds in his damn life. Uh, um, probably. The next, what... What's we were talking oh, about? Oh, sorry. I'm just. I'm just. Going what year are we talking about? You're talking about 08, weren't you? 08. Although I don't know if this is very compelling. I I, I want to talk about it. Cool. Um, we got Michael Beasley. Then after that was um, a famous player, not so famous in the NBA, although still serviceable. Went to USC. USC. He was a one and done. Um. Shooting guard, O.J. Mayo. O.J.? I remember O.J. Mayo. He went to the yeah. Grizzlies, right? Yeah. Um, yep, that, that, that tra- it was traded. The pick was conveyed. I remember that. From the T-Wolves. Screw y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then two superstar, I would call them superstar players, drafted in succession after that, both also coming from UCLA, from Southern California. Um, Props if you get either of them. Luke really, Walton? Both. No. Luke Walton's playing along before that. Was he? Yeah. And now look at him. Is he still the head coach of? Uh, who's the head coach of? He's the head coach of the Kings. Yes, very good. I'm pretty good. You're not bad, man. And I don't even follow basketball. I know, I know. But you do um, watch ESPN. I used to. Mm. Um, oh, UCLA. Yep. UCLA. Think about famous Bruins. Jake and Bake, who is... Oh, God, Jake and Al are here. I don't even know who these people are. Why not Jake? Who's... Oh, Al. Oh, I don't know Shake and Bake is either. Um, um, I also don't know why you'd loop, lump Jake and Alex together, but unless y'all know each other, unless y'all are part of a fraternity that... They're like, yo, there. with the BD podcast listening crew. Yeah, or something. Um, Who? Who is it? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Yep. Went to the... Uh, the Thunder. You yep. get drafted by the Thunder. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, sorry, the Seattle SuperSonics, but I think. Did you see the that the Nets? All of the Nets, like they have five players that play for the Thunder. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, the you thund- we're getting po- we, we really are. are. Okay, great. Well, we have we have some active, active order chatters. Order. I just want you to know that. You ain't going to do shit, and if you ever do come down, that will be the best day of my life. Because I've never whipped someone's ass with a bunch of chains before, so <sighs> I look forward to that. It'll be like Oren Ishii. Um, who's the next guy? Prolific rebounder, Kevin Love. Kevin Love, who... Kevin Love uh, was from the Timberwolves. Yes. Before he... But that was in that trade, the OJ Mayo swap. All right. Yep. Next. 
Um, Kevin Love plays for who now? Um, oh my god, who does he play for? I'm totally blanking right now. Is he no longer a superstar? When, for he's the, not a superstar anymore. For the no. T-Wolves, he Wait, was. Wait, still on the Cavs? He's not still on the Cavs. He might still be on the Cavs. Was he not for the T-Wolves a superstar? He was. He was. Is it just his he was like a twenty. It was like not uncommon for him to get 20 rebounds a game. And he was a stretch four, five. Is it his age? It could be a number it's kind of things. wear and tear. I, I mean, the same reason why, um, fucking, what's his name? Who, uh, the other, the white guy went to Butler, who was on the Celtics, and is now on, uh, totally blanking on his name, too. I'm not in top form right now. Uh, Hayward? Uh, yeah, Gordon Hayward. Same reason he's not. It's just, yeah, I guess age. He also, like, post-prime, broke his goddamn injuries. leg. Yeah. In half. Yeah. Um. I just feel psyched yourself off. We're not going to acknowledge Wouldn't you. know. Um, c- can't relate. Uh, sixth overall, current bench player for the Hawks, and one of my favorite. Rajon Rondo? Danilo Gallinari. Who, Six foot ten sharpshooter. Who was really bad tonight Italy. against the Celtics. Yeah. He was like one for something. I didn't realize. Was oh, bad. he was a Nick. That's right. Um, Next. Uh, long time, actually, he's a very prolific shooter, still for the a- uh, Astros. Wow, Houston Rockets, but he was not drafted by them, Eric Gordon. Okay. Yep. Uh, Joe Alexander, wow. Don't think he lasted all that long in the NBA. Um, point guard, originally for the Charlotte Bobcats, most historically, most notably you play for, for Dallas Magic. No, this is, wait, sorry, we're going back to Joe Alexander? Or we talk about who I'm talking the about. The next now. guy. No. Played for uh, Texas. Started with the Bobcats, most notably with the Magic, point guard. Not Jameer Nelson, but DJ Augustine. Never heard of him. Okay. Uh, and then. Um, now known as. I'm not generally a big fan of people who give themselves their own nickname. But he now called himself um, Splash Mountain, and I fucks with it real hard because he's a tall guy that shoots threes. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez married Kim Kardashian. No. Kim Kardashian? No, no, no. You're thinking of Chris Humphreys. Yeah, my bad. But they're also they're similar-ish looking. I'm. I was. That was racist of me. I'm they're sorry. similar-ish looking. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, his brother Robin looks exactly okay. like Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. All right. Uh, Brooke Lopez has always had a buzzed head. He was with the Nets for a super long time, and uh, he is now at the Bucks. Is that top ten? That's the top ten. All right, let's do the let's move to the NFL. All right. Oh, Robin Lopez was drafted five picks later. Pick, that must be nice to be drafted with your brother. Pick a random draft. year between two thousand and two thousand fifteen. Two thousand and we'll let the um, um, crowd decide. Yeah. Um, to help what, that guy. Pick a year between. Oh, I already know what year I want. Two thousand and two thousand fifteen for an NFL draft review. I already know. Can can I suggest the first one? Yes. Oh three. Go. All right. Two thousand eleven will be next. Oh three. Who do you think the first pick was? Um, the first pick in. 
2003 was, let's see, David Carr was 02. Probably. In 03. He was also a quarterback. Where'd he go to college? Also on the West Coast. Who was the Heisman? Who was Oh, it was uh, Palmer. Carson Palmer. Correct. Who sat behind John Kitna his rookie year. Carson Palmer had a pretty good um, career. I mean, he had a pretty good career. Went to the playoffs a few times. Had a a pretty good end of his career with the, the, uh, the Cardinals. You know, they had that really good season in 2015 where they got fucking blown out by the Panthers in the playoffs. Hmm. Uh, played for the Raiders. Um, you know, Carson Palmer, not bad. Yep. I would say a good career. I would say so, too. Second overall. What team? Was he drafted by? Yeah. Lions. Uh, wide receiver? Yep. Um... Said it. USC? What's some SDE? I don't know what that he is. He went to USC? No, he didn't. He went to Michigan State. He did. Um, Sparty. The the tall one. Um, yeah, you said his name. He's. I did? You said part of it. What's his name? Charles Rogers. Yeah, Charles Rogers. You said Raj. Yeah, I think he's dead now. I think he oh. died. Well, we can, we can find that out. Right? He did. Yeah. Yes. Charles Rogers was, was from Saginaw. a guy that had the it. talent to be real good, but um, he he's just had a tough award winner. He had a lot of problems. Yeah, so he's definitely a draft bust. A typical Lions pick, unfortunately. After that was a Houston Texans pick, who did very very well. Mario Williams? No. Andre Johnson? Yes. Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> Went to the University of Miami. Yeah. Um, beat the shit out of Cortland Finnegan. The U. Um, never had a real quarterback until... Um, Are you calling David Carr not a real quarterback? Unfortunately, David Carr got PTSD before he... <laughs> because he got sacked more times than any other quarterback in NFL history his rookie year. But he still was the quarterback his sophomore season, was he not? His, his second year? Yeah. Um, Which would have been the rookie year for Andre Johnson? Yeah, but they had no offensive line. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't until Matt Schaub that he had a decent quarterback. Yeah. And then Matt Schaub forgot. He became colorblind. And I remember the end of Matt Schaub's starting career with the Texans. He threw like eight pick sixes in a row in a game. And they just were like, you're done. And now he just retired, I think. He was the backup for Atlanta. He was the backup for Atlanta, yeah. So, you probably saw... I did. You saw him on the sidelines. Yeah, I've Um, seen plenty of him on the sidelines. Next, Um, the New York Football Jets. What position did he play? Defensive tackle. Out of the Bluegrass State, Kentucky. Oh, huge draft bust. Um, Ah. Shit. Dwayne the Rock Robertson. Dwayne Robertson. He was a draft. He was a bust. Yeah. He had really good combine stats. Yeah. Yeah. Bust. F. Yep. Next. What team? For Jerry's boys. The Cowboys? Yep. Demarcus Ware? No. Roy Williams? No. What position did he play? Cornerback. Terrence Newman? Yes. Terrence Newman went to Kansas State. Sure did. 
And he had a long career. They're the Wildcats, right? Yeah. Okay. I keep Terrence he's... Newman was a good player for a long time. Yeah. Super fast. Yeah. So I mean, he was a good he was a good player for a long time. Yeah. Good corner. Mm-hmm. Next. New Orleans Saints. Um, what position did he play? Defensive tackle. Out of your famous favorite university. Miami. Go dogs. He went to Georgia. Yep. Um what about Ray Lucas? We'll get to Ray Lucas. That name sounds really familiar. Mm. Um I don't know. Jonathan Sullivan. Draft bust. Yep. Because I can barely think about who he is. <laughs> and for me that's hard. Yeah. Was well, defensive tackle. Um went to Griffin High School. Wow. He played uh Really, only four seasons. 03 to 06. So he didn't even get past his rookie contract. Final season was with the Pats. Wow. Probably didn't play much. So he's a bust. F. Yes. F.A. Next team. Um, prominent offensive coordinator, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich out of? Out of Marshall. The Stampede. For... The Vikings? No. Uh, Pyron left which The Buccaneers? Because why? The Jaguars. Because why? He did play for the Jaguars. Why did Jacksonville get him? Well, they had David Garrard. No, but why did Jacksonville get him in the draft? I don't know. Because Minnesota's time ran out. Oh, you're right. Remember that shit? Twice. The, they, they ran out. Twice. They ran twice. out of time. Twice. <laughs> Twice. I remember that shit because that was my senior year of high school. Um, I remember watching that with my friends and we're like, what the fuck? Order, if you don't stop insulting people in the chat, we will block you. Blocked! And that will be a shame because you've been with us for a long time. Like so, Mark Eaton. So please don't do that. All Next. right. After Dr. Leftwich. Who went to play for the <laughs> Thundering Herd. Sure did. Carolina drafted an offensive Julie, tackle. Oh, uh, because from Utah, Minnesota's time from expired Utah, again. From Utah, out of the Beehive State. Um, that was mom. He started it. Was it Peters? No, um, no. What was his name? I see his name. I, I see his face. Jordan Gross. Jordan Gross. Who? Yeah, I knew we went to college. Out of the he, Mountain West. Probably the one of the best players in the history of the Carolina Panthers. You know, he started for 10 years almost. I did not know that. He was a great player. When he retired, he lost all his weight like that. Really? Yeah, great player. Jordan Gross was a good player. That was a good mm. pick. All right. When the Vikings finally... This was for the 03 drafts? The 03 drafts. So that they were coming off... Uh, they, were, they were in the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl that season. Against the Patriots. The Panthers. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Was that when they had Kerry? Um, no, it was Jake DeLone. Ah, uh, Jake DeLone. Kerry Collins was the first starting quarterback in the history of the Panthers. Wait, but then who was uh, who was the quarterback for Jacksonville? When? Oh, that was before. Never mind. When Carolina and Jacksonville almost both made the Super Bowl. Um, that was in like that 90, was Mark, 8, 97. That was Mark... Um, Mark... Uh, 
Mark. What's his last name? I Mark. He was left-handed. Gary. What? Who's the quarterback that played for the Jaguars in the late '90s? That his first name was Mark. 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 He was left-handed. He started his career with the Packers. Mark Brunel. Oh, Mark Brunel. Quite. Next. Next. All right. When the Vikings finally got their shit together. Um, was it, what, is it a tackle? It is. McKinney? No, on the defensive side. Kevin Williams? Yes. Kevin Williams was a great player for yeah. a long time. So they fuck around him and, and Pat, they him and Pat Williams created the Williams Wall, and they both got suspended for taking star caps. And they sued the NFL, and they prolonged it for a long ass. They prolonged it literally so long that by the time they served their suspension, they were out of their prime. So it didn't even matter. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Kevin Williams and Madden... 10 was the had an 85 speed at defensive tackle. That's pretty fucking good. That is pretty. He went to Oklahoma State. He did. He's a cowboy. Yeah. Um, next. Next. Sorry. Whoops. Let's go. All right. Where did we go here? Oop. That's my fat phone. And don't forget this podcast is sponsored by Tito's Vodka, made in Austin, Texas. They probably don't have any electricity right now. So, yeah, let's just to recap. Minnesota fucked around and found out, and they skipped on Byron Leftwich and Jordan Gross. They got, did end up with a pro bowler. End up got Kevin Williams. Yeah, so really not that probably, bad. Who, who is a borderline Hall of Fame player. Yeah. All right, now we're at number 10. The 10th pick. 10th pick. What team? Baltimore. Baltimore? Yep. What position? Pro bowler. Out of the Pac-10, Arizona State. Roll? Samari no. Roll? No. Defensive end? Arizona State? Yep. Um, Terrell Suggs. Terrell Suggs! That's right! Yeah. And he played a long time. Sure did. That's an A-plus pick. It is. I mean, Terrell Suggs, number 55... You know, he tore his Achilles and came back. You know how hard that is? And he was old when he tore his Achilles and came back. So, 2003 draft was pretty good. Pretty damn good, yeah. All right, pick another yeah, year. Next, real, real next year. What year yep. do you guys want to hear about? Although, the, some other highlights that we missed, by the way. 16th, Troy Polamalu. Troy Polamalu yeah. from USC. Yep. Uh, if we keep, let's see, Dallas Clark. Larry Johnson. Dallas Clark from Iowa, number 44. Yep. Willis McGahee. Willis McGahee from Miami. Yep. Out from Went to Buffalo, yep. right? Yep. From It was an Atlanta pick. Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson, the running back. Mm-hmm. From um, Larry Johnson, the running back. He, he went to... Where did Larry Johnson go? Um, from a program that got a lot of scrutiny shortly thereafter. For all the wrong reasons. In the Big Ten. Penn State. Penn State, that's right. He did go to... Because, you know, Penn State produced a lot of good running backs around that time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then just some other quick, quick highlights from there. Um, we also had Namdi Azamoa. Namde, who, when he went to the Eagles, he was he replaced with a imposter. You know, Namde, when he played for the Raiders, he was regarded as the best corner of all time. No. I swear to God. No. Because teams literally would not throw the ball because they played man coverage. No. And then when Namde went to the Eagles, they put him in a zone system. Namde went to Cal. I'm totally yeah. Which is part of the reason why why I think the Raiders got him. There was a better there's better lockdown cores than Lombard. He was pretty damn good. Um let's see, John Stitchcomb, Rashawn Mathis. John Stitchcomb from Georgia. Rasheen Mathis. Yep. From from Alabama and Oh, Yeah, Bethune Cookman. Yep. Uh EJ Henderson, Dirty Turps. From yeah. Um, Razorback Ken Hamlin. Anquan Bolden was in the second round. Anquan Bolden. Um, O.C. Ubinura from Troy. Who played for the Giants. Yep. Witten wasn't until the third round, if you believe it. And he went to Tennessee. Yep. And he's he just decided to finish his That's a uh, long-ass career. career. Yeah. That's a real long career for what a... What is that, 18 a, years? A skilled position what like that? What is that, 18 years? Yeah. Yep. Um, oh. Let's see. Anyone else that I, I, I missed out of here? I don't think so. Let's go to 2012. 2000? I know a good bit about the 2012 draft. Okay. It was, that was the Luck RG3 draft. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Um, scroll to the top. 2012 NFL Drizaft. Okay. You're right. First overall. Andrew Luck. The winner of the Suck for Luck sweepstakes were the Indianapolis Colts. You know, and what's crazy is they went from Peyton Manning... Andrew Luck. Yeah, and they only had to go a winless season in between. I think they won one game, right? I thought they went winless. Or no. did they? They might have won. The only a game. two winless teams were the Lions and the Browns. You're right. I think they did win. They ended up winning one or two, maybe. Um, I was. Dan Orlovsky started a few games. Kerry Collins started a couple games. I was in grad school. And Curtis Painter started a couple. My my closest friend was my, my work wife, um, Lisa, and she was. From Indiana, she was a big Colts fan. Yep. So Andrew Luck out of Stanford, of course. Then RG three from RG3 Baylor. RG three from Burler. And three was Trent Richardson from Alabama. Yeah. To the Browns. Yeah. Who a draft bust. Uh, yeah. He was physically dominant against other college players, but when it came to the NFL, it didn't matter. Yep. And then uh, next team Vikings. Um, it was Matt Khalil, unreasonably attractive man, Matt Khalil, brother of the center, longtime center for the Panthers, um, the other Khalil brother. Yep. Um, both went to Ryan. USC. Ryan Khalil. Next, he, um, he so- was a he was a he was he was a so so player. I mean, he was he was not. He's a pro bowler, at least. It, maybe once or twice. Maybe once. But I mean he was a he was a good starter. Yeah. I mean, it, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Um, I remember this guy in college and I'm surprised he didn't turn out better. Um I, he may have been better what than team? Babe Jaguars. Was he better than Cecil Shorts? I don't know. But they're on the same Justin Blackman? Yeah. 
Justin Blackman had an alcohol problem. He got suspended from multiple DUIs. Mm. Justin Blackman at Oklahoma State was probably the most dominant receiver. One of the most dominant. The winner, right? He, yeah, he was. He was in his rookie year. He had a couple games where you're like, "This is Terrell Owens." I mean, yeah. he was fucking dominant, and he 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 only played he played in probably less than 15 games. Yeah, he got, you know, DUIs. It sucks. He was so good too. I always, for whatever reason, I guess because he was problematic, I was kind of associated with Michael Crabtree. Well, Michael Crabtree had a pretty long career, right? But he was Justin Black. But he was problematic. Know. Well, he didn't have a bunch of DUIs. That's true. DUIs are hard to overcome. Um, instead of just being a prick. Um, all right. After that, we had a DB that went to the Cowboys. At 09 or 11? 12. Morris Claiborne? Morris Claiborne. From Oklahoma State? No. No. Morris Claiborne went to LSU. Sure did. He was a starter, but he had some rough moments. He was never a pro bowler as far as I know. He was not. Yeah. Um, He was, that's probably like a a C-plus pick. He was really good at LSU. He had some good ones coming up. I know that draft had a lot of good we players. Have, we have some good ones coming up next. Uh, Bucks, the Buccaneers. Yep, another um, another DB from the SEC. He went to Florida, Alabama, and by DB I mean he's a safety. Mark Barron. Yep, Mark Barron was kind of not athletic enough to play safety in the NFL. He ended up playing for the Rams for a while and basically played it in the box safety as a linebacker. Um, Mark Barron was cool dreads. Um, you know, I don't want to say he was a bust, but he was he was a bit of a letdown. He just was not. He was just he couldn't cover. In the NFL, if you want to play safety and not be a in the box linebacker, you have to be able to run. And he just was not. He was just a big safety, really. He was a little linebacker, fast linebacker. Yep. Next. We're going to go past 10 on this because I think we need to. Um, quarterback for the Dolphins. Quarterback? Yep. Tannehill? Yep. I mean, Tannehill's, Tannehill's killing it yep. at the Titans. That's the Titans. You know, he went day and never as a wide receiver. I think. I think he had a rough start to his career. Well, he had a bunch of jackass coaches. <laughs> he had Joe Philbin, who came from the Packers and was the offensive coordinator when they won the Super Bowl. And he had a pretty good rookie season. And then they, he had fucking um, – who's the coach for the Jets now? That, that dumbass motherfucker. Um – Gates, Gates, yeah. Adam Gates, the most overrated person of all. He's his time is up though. I mean, right. um, he had him, and then Gates sent him off. Um, and he's, I is Lauren Tannehill's wife, and she's pretty hot. So that's all that matters. Yep. And now he has Derrick Henry as his running back. So that helps a lot. So Adam Gates <laughs> can suck a dick because Tannehill won in the long run. Yeah. When ten. Thank you, Gary. Um, when Tannehill, his coach at A&M was Mike Sherman, mm-hmm. who was the offensive coordinator and head coach for the Packers in the early 2000s. And then when Tannehill came to the Dolphins, Mike Sherman was the offensive coordinator. He came from A&M. Yeah. So that was the connection. Yep. 
Tannehill, good athlete. I mean, he went to A&M as a receiver. He can I run. I know that. Yeah, he did. Um, so, you know, the jury's still out, but, I mean, pretty good, I think. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Doing well in... in, in could it, could be worse. Doing well in uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee, you know, they're, they've drafted a pretty good squad down, up there in Tennessee. Yep. The first NFL game I went to was the Tennessee Titans game. Really? Tennessee versus Ravens. That stadium has never looked that impressive to me, it's, if I'm honest. It's super average. Yeah. It's like a college. It's big very college. bare bones. It does. Nissan. It looks like a, st- a yeah. standard SEC. It is. And it was raining. And yeah. um, I did get to see Joe Flacco and Mark Smariota in person, though. That was kind of cool. Well, because, I mean... I would, I'm not stoked to see either of them. Well, Marcus Mariota, you know, unfortunately. All right, next. Um, yeah. Um, very impressive. Team? Carolina. Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. The best middle linebacker of the 2010s. Yeah. He ran a four four at the NFL Combine. It's crazy. He went to Boston College. Yeah. There was there was not a better middle linebacker, and it's not even close. His speed, his agility, and his intelligence. Instincts, yeah. Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley was almost Ray Lewis, if not he was Ray Lewis. Luke Keekley was so good. Yeah. I mean. He's almost underrated. It like if you don't talk about Luke Keekley every day, if you talk about middle linebackers, he's he's underrated. Luke Keekley was really good. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's and he retired early, early because of concussions. Yeah, I still for me the lasting impression that I got from him very intelligent was was him getting card off the field in tears because he got that he got his bell rung that bad. Well, you know when you get multiple concussions that it's the end is coming, right? Because once you start to get them, once you start to get them, they come more frequently. They do. Yep. And I've gotten them. I have too. And I've given them. I'm sure I have too. And it's part of the game. Can't say for sure, but yeah. All right. Next one. First, that was a he was the best player of that draft overall, I believe. He's a okay. first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. If Luck had not retired early, I love Andrew there's a, Luck. There's a couple. There's a couple other ones that I might know. be close. Okay. In different positions. Okay. Keep going. Although you know far better than me. Um, DB. Gamecock to the Bills. Oh, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. Um, defensive Player of the Year two years Fantastic. ago. Yeah, he's a great one-on-one corner. You know, the Patriots were not that good last year. I'll be honest; they were not a good. They were the worst they were since two thousand two. Um, but Stephon Gilmore is a is a great man coverage corner. A big guy, he can run. You know, South Carolina produced a lot of good DBs. Yeah, at six uh, one. Yeah, Stephon I mean, that's, Gilmore. That's tall. Is, that's tall. Yeah. That's tall for a corner. Stephon Gilmore, he's a borderline, I mean, a multiple Pro Bowl player, but um, he's a borderline. If he has, if he could somehow have another defensive player of the year type season, he'd make the Hall of Fame, I believe. Yeah. All right, after that, defensive tackle from Memphis. 
went to oh, the Chiefs. I know. Um, he played for the Falcons as well. Um, Don Terry Poe. I think he was in the only The only packages. reason Don Terry Poe was drafted that high is because he went to the NFL Combine and fucking destroyed it. I remember watching it. I stayed home from school yeah. to watch the NFL Combine. And Don Terry Poe with a, was like, he's, he was fat, okay? Yeah. But like, he was running like a fucking linebacker, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's still in the league, maybe. I don't know. Oh, uh, let me see. I know he played for the Falcons. He played for the he, Panthers he last year. Now, but yeah, he played for the Cowboys last year. Okay, he played for the Panthers. Panthers. 18, 19. All right. Yep. Um, you know, I don't want to. He's not a bust for sure. No, but Pro Bowler. Yeah, not bad. Second team All Pro in 2013. Not bad. Next, the Eagles got themselves somebody pretty good from Mississippi State. Uh, they got Fletcher Cox, who is probably by now a four-time All-Pro. Yeah. How many All-Pros does he have? Uh, let's see. Six-time Pro Bowler, first-time All-Pro, three-time first-team All-Pro, three-time three second-team All-Pro, okay. four-time. Yep. Don NFL's t- 2010 All-Decade team. So he is a, he's, a great, he's a great player. I mean, he's the best player on the Eagles. Which is the only reason I say you can't you can't immediately say Luke Kuechly. No, Luke Kuechly is a better player than Fletcher Cox. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, because yeah. oh, yeah. Fletcher Cox is a pretty he's a very good, good player. player, but he is not even the best defensive tackle in the NFL. He's not. Okay. That's, yeah, that's okay. Fair. Luke Kuechly was the best middle linebacker in the NFL, and it's not close. I really don't think. I mean, he played at the same time as some other pretty good players. Who? Right? Who would be a better middle linebacker if in the 2010s than Luke Keekley? I'll wait. <laughs> All right, fine. Nobody. <laughs> I used to love John John Beeson. John, Bis- John Bisson, as I called him. He went to Miami. He played mm-hmm. for the Panthers. He was their middle line- he was their middle linebacker before uh Keekley. Um, but I I digress. Next Next team. Uh, next, well, that's that takes us to twelve. That's the only reason I wanted to go through other highlights from that uh, draft. Just tell me the team in the first in the first round. Yeah, um, linebacker that went to the Chargers. Manti Te'o. No, also from South Carolina. Oh, that's um, don't tell me. He's still Melvin Ingram. Yep, Melvin Ingram has been a good. He's a he's been a good. He's been a starter every year since mm-hmm. he's been in the league. Um. God, I can't believe that was nine years ago. Yeah. Yep. The Pats that year also took a DE from Syracuse. Uh, they took Chandler Jones. Sure did. Who led the Who's led the NFL in sacks before. Mm-hmm. He's a pro, multi-time pro bowler, and he plays for the Cardinals now. Yeah. Um, Good player. Smurf turf running back. The, 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 youngest, the younger brother of John Jones. He's, you know, there's three brothers they had. John Jones, Arthur Jones, and Chandler, Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. What a fucking house. Yeah, they're making some Could money. Could you imagine growing up in that house? Probably very You better know how to fight or you're getting your ass beat. <laughs> and I think John Jones was the oldest brother. Yeah. And he's the smallest one, too. Yeah. Next. Um, at 31, still first round, 
the Bucks took a running back from the Smurf Surf. Um, Doug Martin. Yep. Listen to this. I got a story about Doug Martin. Yep. So, and I skipped a couple people to get there, but in two that year, me and Drake. It's a Sunday. Okay, I want you. I want to set the scene. All right. Me and Drake are in high. It. It's our senior year of high school. Okay. Maybe it might have been my. It, it might have. Yeah, he played. They were playing the Raiders. I want you to look this up to verify. Okay. Um, Doug Martin and the Buccaneers are playing the Raiders. I have Doug Martin on my fucking fantasy team. He rushed for four fucking touchdowns, and I'm playing Drake that week in fantasy football, and we're playing Madden Ultimate Team, and Doug Martin was butt-fucking the Oakland Raiders. If I type in Doug Martin versus, the first thing that comes up is versus Raiders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I we I was at Drake's house. He scored. Uh, was it four touchdowns in each quarter? Yeah, one in each quarter. The muscle hamster. Two two hundred and fifty one rushing yards. Yeah, um, yeah. That was when when shit was sweet in in uh, Idaho. Boise State was getting some good folks. You know, Kellen then. Moore um, is the offensive coordinator of the Cowboys. I didn't know that. You know, Kellen Moore is the all-time winningest quarterback in NCAA history. Uh, I didn't know that. Well, you do now. Um, some other fun things I remember from this draft because... Any other players? Oh, there's plenty. Of but, um, well, funny one is that uh, the Colts got luck first overall, and then in the next round they took his buddy Kobe Fleener. From Stanford, Both the, from the f- tight end. Yeah. He, he was... He was a he could not he was a receiver. He couldn't block. He was not a blocker. Yeah. He was kind of, you know, he went to the Saints next. He's not in the league anymore. Um no. But he he had a decent couple first years with the Colts. Yeah. He had 22 he had 22 touchdowns. It's not bad. Not bad. No. Um I skipped over both David DeCastro. David DeCastro from also the guard Stanford. from Stanford. Yep. He plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Probably one he was the a top three guard of the 2010s. Wow. David DeCastro is a mauler. Wow. He was really, he's really good. Interesting. Okay. I don't know how good he is now, but I'm pre- he might still be really good. Offensive linemen, if they take care of themselves, usually can be good for a long time. Mm. You know, but, and, but you have to think about every play, you're, you're in a collision. Yeah. So the injury rate is really high. Yeah. But you got, you got to protect your paws. DeCastro and... at his prime. Was a fucking mauler. Yeah. Better than Villanueva? Very different people. Yeah. Absolutely better than Villanueva. Mm. Absolutely. He's just not six foot seven and can't play left tackle. <laughs> right, right. Um, but same team, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, and the Pats in their first round pick. And uh, in 2011? Yeah, 12. 2012? Yep. They took a linebacker from Bama. Oh, they took uh, Donta Hightower, yeah. who is the best defense, you know, is the reason they won the goddamn Super Bowl against the Falcons. Thank you, Donta Hightower. Yeah. Donta Hightower, you want to talk about a physical specimen? 260 pounds. I mean, Donta Hightower is a great player. Great player. 
I can't say enough about Dante Hightower. Um, what else? So that's so once we get out of the first round, you also have some really you have some interesting names here. You got Janoris Jenkins. Janoris Jenkins from Florida, who from, went to the Buccaneers, right? Uh, from Northern Alabama, and he went oh, to the Rams. He, okay, he started at Florida, and he had to transfer to Northern Alabama. Yeah. He played for the Rams, and he got traded. They call him Jackrabbit. That's right. Who is that? 